Recording. Andrew. We are recording. Yes. We are we are live here at Parallax. We are live uh, at the Parallax headquarters in Western Europe, I would say. Except we're not live because we're going to put this up later some, somewhere. You know. Yeah. We'll just pretend it's live. Yeah. Everything is fake nowadays anyway, since because of, you know, there's ChatGPT and fake art. Yeah, you don't even know if I'm real. We're live could, here from I, da da da. I could be like an AI bot, you know, impersonating Tom. You never, you would never know. You know, because, yeah, I just, because the Tom bot also has like a bullshit generator. And mm -hmm. and so, you know, you would never know if, if it's me or because there's no difference. There's no difference between you and a bot? And, and the bullshit generator. Mm -hmm. And the bullshit generator. Yeah. Well, I learned that I learned something about, about AI that AIs hallucinate. And I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, because, for example, like they know they they're basically big parrots. These AI, yeah, uh, 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 chat bots. But what happens is, is if they don't have enough information, yeah. they hallucinate. They make something up. Yeah. So I've been do I've been kind of editing this AI generated translation, and and it's it's very well. You know, it it reads well. There's no grammatical mistakes. It's pretty accurate. And then suddenly there's a there's a hallucination of sorts. It was yeah. like, what the fuck was that? And yeah. it's because the AI doesn't have have sufficiently high resolution information to fill in that that gap in its knowledge. You know what it is? I think it's a sprandle. What's you that? You know what a sprandle is? Nope. So so a sprandle is a term originating from architecture, which is now used in neurobiology, right? And so mm. the idea is so imagine you have a rectangular door frame. Right? So you have yep. a rectangular door frame. And within the door frame, there's like an arch, you know, in these beautiful uh, old kind mm -hmm. of um, doors. Like an alcove or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the middle, between the arch and the rectangular corners, there's a space. Ah. And this space is called a sprandle. And the sprandle is not a, in biological terms, it's not a phenotype. It's not a primarily characteristic pri primary characteristic of the door it appears because there are some two overlaying structures right mm -hmm. yeah it's you like a glitch in the the architecture or something yeah no it's like extra information there's extra information that you, where you can do like like art and crafts you know like to put on some flowers or you know it's or like gargoyles you know, or yeah 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 whatever it. so in biology it is used to uh, uh, describe some phenomena of the body. For example, the, na the navel, you know, mm -hmm. that's a sprandle because it's not part of the primary uh, um, phenomenology of the body. It, it appears because somebody cuts the, um, the cord and puts it in the body. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. so that is a sprandle. And so the other one is um, the, the chin. Right. And so the chin is not a primary phenotype. It appears, historically speaking, because the teeth are getting smaller, you know, when we develop from the apes. And so, we <laughs> and so we developed a chin, but it's not so. And this is also like a, so. And so I, I'm, I'm saying this because when you talk about AIs hallucinating, that's a sprandle because it appears because of other structures. It, and, and, and the interesting thing is just, before you can reply to this, it is what we're doing with thinking. Because there are theories that our thinking is mm -hmm. a sprandle in itself, because we are confined by, 
biology, by sociobiology, by neurology, and we have just, and our thinking is just access, access information that appears in that thing between the different arches and, you know, constructions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's very interesting to think about the gap and the excess at the same time yeah. and how necessary they are in a construction, right? Because if a construction has no gap or excess to it, yeah. it's going to look like a piece of a box or, you know, like this ugly modern art that has no symmetry or has no beauty whatsoever because it has no excess. They try to, they try to fill in every gap and make it perfect. And it always becomes a monstrosity of some kind. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the old architecture is beautiful because the, the, they, they knew something about probably this spindle about the necessity of excess, the necessity of Bender. lack, mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, the need for, um, you know, something a bit off or something yeah. a bit asymmetrical or something a bit broken or something a bit, you know, which, which gives it a, a, a dynamic quality, right? Yeah. You know, again, I, I'm sort of obsessing with tarot cards these days, but they're always a little bit weird, right? Yeah. Tarot cards are always a little bit weird. There's always like a, a missing, uh, you know, uh, uh, leg to a chair. Or if you look in one of the, the pictures, the woman has six toes, you know, yeah. or there's always something wrong. There's always something yeah. missing. There's always something broken. There's always a lack. So the yeah. spindle is, is important because Spend, it's spindle. Sprandle, sorry, I never mm. heard this word before, but yeah. the sprandle is important because it it uh, it, it makes the construction um, um, dy dynamic and, and and it allows movement and you know whereas whereas I think what, the problem we have today almost with with this ones and zeros is is we're always trying to create this perfect construction of some kind that which ends up being an, an empty sort of you know shell. Yeah, I mean, there are like websites and Twitter accounts just plainly dedicated to this, where they compare like old street lanterns or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, mm. places where you sit stairs and um, uh, chairs uh, compared to those from today, where you have all these uh, creative kind of things that um, bring order to chaos in these spaces that are not functional. Mm -hmm. That's the point, you know, and yeah. Well, that's ornamentation right. is necessary. Yes, exactly. For, that's the word. Yes. Mm. Ornamentation is necessary for beauty. There's no beauty without ornamentation. I yeah. think one of the things people forget, right, when they're people are obsessed with the nude body or the nude female body or whatever, or the nude male body as being something beautiful. It's not beautiful uh, on its own. It's only beautiful in relation to something else. So, so, so it's it, you, you, the, the most beautiful thing is like nakedness with ornamentation. Yeah. or the most erotic thing it's not just just boring nudity right it's right. nudity with with a, a piercing or a you know or or a, even a tattoo that's why people wear tattoos i think they're so popular today because because you need ornamentation to bring out the quality of something it, the thing on its on its own is 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 um is is missing this this quality it's weird. I think we talked about this before, but in a, in a weird sense, I like the ornamentation on a on a breast, let's say, on a female breast, which means like the brazier or whatever. I it's it's more enticing to me than to see just the plain breast because then it's just you know like a bi bi biological kind of feature, 
you know so mm -hmm. when you go to the beach and see like a breast yeah that's just the breast you know but when when it's when when there's ornamentation in it on it then it then yeah it, when when there's it, something to remove yeah <laughs> when there's a veil when there's something between you and the thing then yeah. then it becomes more enticing whereas whereas if you saw a lot of breasts all the time on a beach then they would just become kind of you know lumps <laughs> yeah. but 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 of course they're they're interesting because they 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 because there's they're they're hidden behind something and th that's that's what's interesting is 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 mostly what's hidden not what is yeah. what is apparent okay so andrew uh, i was thinking you know because the the Sprendel theory is it's very i i was thinking about this a lot and then i was thinking about another thing and it feeds directly into this. And I wanted to bring this up because I need feedback to this. So I was thinking about, uh, you know, what? How, how, how do I begin? So there's an intersection between philosophy, spirituality and psychology, right? And sometimes mm -hmm. you find some ideas in one of these three areas, which kind of is similar to the one in the other one, mm -hmm. right? So you have like, for example, the Nietzschean idea of the... Of the superman you know which is like something that we strive to become then you have then you have Sloterdijk's idea of a vertical tension also like a di directionality forward you know which we orient ourselves now and then you mm -hmm. have you go to you go to psychology Victor Frankl, Victor Frankl that with his logotherapy says basically the same he says you can overcome every drama and crisis by having a goal in the future, by having a vision for the future. And in a kind of kind of sense, these are all the same mm -hmm. things. It's the same insight, but from different kind of areas. And so I was thinking, okay, what would an integral philosophy actually look like? And I don't mean like in the Wilberian sense. You know, I was thinking about sophemes. You know, so I, I came up with the thing, like a sopheme. Like not a meme, mm -hmm. but like a like a wisdom, Sophia, wisdom, wisdom meme. Oh, so wisdom have, meme. Interesting. So okay. like mm -hmm. a sopheme. And a sopheme is uh, an information unit, which is basically instructive about one aspect of our existence, like a sprandle, defined by our biology, defined by the structure of the cosmos, defined by our way of thinking. And imagine um, that thing I described about, you know, Frankel and, and Nietzsche, that would be a Zophim, right? And so you can approach it from different angles. You can approach it from philosophy, you can approach it from spirituality or, or from philosophy. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you have different Zophims, you know, because there are ideas that are kind of... Um, uh, reproducing themselves and you can find them you know you can find some forms of in different realms yeah. yeah yeah that that kind of always are kind of the same but also different and so but these sophemes are kind of defined by you know our cognition the way the cosmos is and they're kind of eternal you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. a, like like a like a meme but like a meme could be everything with a sophim, I mean something that is eternal, that is that gives basic hints about the architecture of our whole existence. 
but it's still a Sprendel because it's defined by the architecture of cosmos and cognition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's pretty complex. It made me think of a few things. Yeah. One is that, you know, we tend to look at things in isolation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, or we tend to have a, we tend to work on the things that are, um, that we're best at or that, you know, that, that suit our archetypal nature or whatever. Like if you're a philosopher, then you're going to read philosophy. And, you know, if you're, if you're, if you, if you're more interested in, you know, if you have a more practical mind, you're, you're probably more interested in psychology. And, uh, if you're, let's say an artist, you're, you're, you're really, you know, you know, into embodied expression. Yeah. But, but all of these things are, are dependent on each other on some way like they all need yep. each other they can't exist in isolation exactly. and 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 one thing i learned about the gurdjieff work he talks about the three brains you know the the mind the, the heart and the body or mind emotion and movement or the movement you know motility those three brains um one of the thing one of the insights that gurdjieff has it's not you don't work on the you don't work on the the particular you you could but but it's but what's really important is the relationship between them <laughs> Yeah. Um, the, so it's the relationship between the two, between the, between the different different realms, yeah. that 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 makes that makes the thing come alive. Right. That's so so uh, which allows for circulation of the whole body of, you know, for the of the whole body. Yeah. So so I wonder if I wonder if that maps onto your 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 theory of sophemes a little bit because a sopheme is something that is probably it's it's wisdom that 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 is in relationship to the uh, you know different parts rather than the different parts themselves right and maybe we could even say that you know these kinds of sophemes ex exist only in relationship to themselves you know because if there is if there is a sopheme which consists in the directionality you know uh, like 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 Sloterdijk or Nietzsche or, or, or Frankel, mm -hmm. then there must be like a com uh, uh, equivalent sophim which consists in uh, basic in nihilism and says or in in relativism. So all these kinds of things mm -hmm. uh, map to each other, but they're ju they're just they're not they're not in the gross realm. Let's say it spiritually, they're like encompassing in the subtle and causal realm. You know, because they're kind of informing us and our way of thinking and our way of dealing with body and emotion and our, our way of mm -hmm. engaging in the world, you know? Yeah, and I guess they would be relevant in the sense to us in terms of their application rather than just in, in isolation, right? Exactly. So, so it might be that, you know, the Superman idea or the aspirational idea, you know, or the model idea is vitally important in one instance and also let's say uh you know the the, the flattening of that is important in, a, in another instance or the you know the deflation of that is important you know because if you just get stuck on that the model then you are, are into inflation inflationary mm. thinking as Jung called it you know just like the superman and you, you go into this you know sort of paradoxums of uh, you know, you know, um, idealism and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, so it has to be balanced by everything needs to be kind of balanced by its opposite idea. 
Exactly. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, we don't want to be stuck in, in, in a plus or a minus all the time. We have to see that plus and minus are arising simultaneously. Yeah, and I think we are given by our temperament, or maybe our temperament is defined by our uh, uh, how do uh, inclination to certain sophemes. You know, there are some mm. people who like you know to strive towards the future. You know, informed are are informed by the need to to drive into the future, where other people might be you know more informed by other sophemes. You know. So, yeah, and then I don't, you I don't know, know. that's, it's, that's it's, often it's, related to masculine. I always put them in kind of. I always think of them in gender terms. Like there's a phallic impulse, which is always construct and conquer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Conquer, construct, conquer, construct, build, make, do. You know, which is just just is just like <sighs> right ahead. Yeah, but no, but you know what? My problem. My problem is these are kind of ad, ad, uh, you know attributes that I don't wouldn't necessarily attribute to the sophim because the i think the the general idea is not inflation or just doing it's it's um it's orienting ourselves in the now by having a clear vision from the future i think that's the common element of all these three kind of approaches if you're just if you're just in the in the now without any view of the future right then then the the now looks obviously different perfectly valid obviously but if you have a direction like 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 a directionality in itself mm -hmm. you know yeah. so the idea that a part of human existence is creating a relationship between future and now there's a tension that is a, a metaxy right uh, an in-between you know yeah so got it yeah i mean i was gonna say i was gonna contrast that with the other sort of uh you know it's also you could look at it in terms of the promethean versus the epimethean myth right right promethean is 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 very much you know building for the and then the epimethean is living in the now or whatever uh so 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 and then and then but but again i, I think you're right there's there's a gap between those two things and that's what that's the what what's the word you use spandle that's spandle. the thing you're spend that's the spandle is the gap between those things that that we're never we're never perfectly comfortable with this just constructive attitude it, it becomes too much it becomes like a big heart on right right and then we're, we're also never just the now sort of nowness um nowness becomes uh solipsistic or or it's like we need a project or so so I, I, who was the, the, um, I think it was the musician. I can't remember his name. Brian Eno, I think had this idea of the long now, yeah. <laughs> which I kind of, I kind of liked because it, it's a nowness that, 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 that stretches out. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem obviously is that if you don't have goals or like a directionality, everybody behaves like a 16 year old quasi adolescent with too much libido no direction and everything seems like a big problem yeah. i mean like as a, as a, we talked about this so much so our human race doesn't really have a directionality it's like let's do that and for that reason very easy solvable problems like identity politics and sexual politics appear super big in our society but in reality they're not because like we you could frame these problems and solve them if you would 
think in let's say eight generations ahead because then the framing is different if you don't you know it's like if you just look one generation ahead then everything seems super big but if oh, you yeah. think yeah you know and so if you think eight generations ahead then suddenly it's like oh that's that's a minor hiccup right yeah right well i guess this is why we're so apocalyptic in this moment or why we ha have this sort of a session with the end times you know with uh, this uh this view that the world is ending and right because because we see all this you know all these all these things happening we interpret them as, as signs of the end you know like forests yeah. burning in canada and and uh but there's always a, an ending there's always a destructive aspect going on that's very intense and and uh yeah i don't yeah I, like i guess well this was what J jamie was jamie wheel was talking to me he says look at the facts just check out the facts and you see that you know species depletion ocean depletion forest depletion every you know all of this is, is sort of it's very 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 apocalyptic yeah um and at the same time um the new newness is always arising so yeah that would be for example that would be another sophie the the melancholia of the 18th century you know the the big which is in, in your in bina in the tarot you know in the you know the sadness the big sadness the universal sadness that all things come to an end you know uh, a goethe that says you know everything that uh, you know that comes alive it's worth to be destroyed that's not the proper translation but the idea that everything comes to life it's worth that it's being destroyed and that it's going to die you know and so mm -hmm. that is the opposite you know that just this immense sadness that you can feel it's a very it's a very feminine because bina is bina feminine. is a great mother right it's yeah the great, great mother yeah. but it's, mm -hmm. it's also saturn you know saturn that kills kills this chi her, their, their children and so it's this unbearable sadness that whatever you do it's it's going to die everything and so that is that is another so theme it's like a basic notion a basic component of existence itself and and you need and, and that's because bina is over the abyss in the in the in well the i was just thinking like that the the, the supernal triad is over the you know it's beyond us right it's like so that are you are you saying that the um that the spandle is these are sort of let's say proto or meta you know beyond uh uh you know I, you know beyond the the, the whatever is has be, concretion or whatever has become at least visible or no i would say you i probably could organize these prandles along the tree of life yeah you know yeah. so but you know it's like in order to i was just about to say in order to actually feel deeply feel and embody that feeling of everything's coming to an end you know you have to let go of your ego go above the abyss in that tree of life you know the second veil and and be the universe in its dying form in its ever dying form because that's bina you know, and that is, yeah. that, that is a, you know, deep... But deep... Bina is birth and death, too. I mean, it's the crushing birth of coming into the world through the womb and, and blood, right. and, you know, yeah. and it's also the destruction. So it's it's like yeah. the goddess Kali, I think. Right. Whereas whereas the, you know, the the, uh, the Shokma is, is just this 
you know, this male positivity, this just action doing expression, constant energy, like eternal energy. And then it gets crushed in the, and, and formed in the, in the chokma. Yeah. It's the impulse before the form, no, because the form appears below the abyss in the tree mm. of life. It's the, it's the initial impulse without, without the space, because you need the space like the, the womb in order to you know fertilize it and then comes the form but chokma is the original form impulse without the form in spiritual mm -hmm. terms mm -hmm. right yes 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 so but the, yeah but so the, again the, so the idea was like to have an integral philosophy where you just map these different kinds of zophemes which appear in every philosophy because they tell us something about how our Uh, how our existence is structured and what uh, what kind of realities you can indulge in in a kind of mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. well, that's interesting well there could be major and minor zophemes and things like that too I, I mean like like the good thing about the tree of life is is it's like t there's 10 different you know um, attributes exactly. and they would appear to be contradicting each other and and uh, sometimes 11 if you include Dath, but they appear to be contradicting each other, uh, even though, though, but they're a whole unity. So if yeah. we look at the unity of the thing, then we can, and we don't get stuck in one or the other. Like, I think right. that when things are out of balance, then, 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 you know, you have the extinction rally, people are sort of stuck in the maw of this, you know, terrible, um, uh, 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 Chokma, Bina Chokma. I got get them kind of mixed up. And, and whatever, they're they're stuck in the in the in the birth and death tunnel, and they're they're freaking out because they don't know that there's also this other side that there's this new birth coming or new arising or new energy coming in the death of the old. That's a sprandle, for example, that you can only have one with the other. You can have, yeah. can't have one without the other. And I don't know where I would put that on the map of the of the tree of life, but it's like you can't have the far right politics without the left politics. It is mm. not possible. You can't have uh, non-duality and chaos without form and structure. You know, you can't have and form and you can't have the one without, the, they are all informing each other. And I don't, I, you know, where would you put that on the tree of life? Is that, is that Chesed or where is that? You know, the insight and these kinds of duality. Well, I, I guess Dath means information. And you said inform, they're informing each other. So that yeah, would well, be... then it's Dath. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. That would be a, that would be a Sophim as well, because mm -hmm. that idea that everything informs each other, that informs systems theory, psychology, philosophy, um, spirituality, and that's, but this is like a basic tenet of existence itself, yeah. you know? And so that's what I mean with the Sophim. It's like, you have to understand that and, and to embody it and understand it, and then you can apply it in different fields. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, there's different versions of the of the um, of the tree of life or the Sephirot. Uh, the one I'm studying is say, saying there's there's two trees, and the the one tree is the tree in the Garden of Eden, which is is the is the attributes that just are untouched. They're just there's no nothing happening because they're they're already perfect. Yeah. And as soon as you add information, as soon as you add dath, right? Yeah. Then 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 this dynamic process. Then then you have the tree of knowledge. Um, and then when the tree of knowledge comes into the picture, 
you know, when there's knowledge, then maybe you have this dynamic process be- begins. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, uh, it looks like a sort of mythology, but you could, you could really, you could really look at it as an algebra of, of some kind, you know? Yeah. You know? I mean, I think there's some interpretation where you have 400 tree of lives. So you have in every Sephiroth, you have like a separate tree of life, you know, characteristics of, you know, how Chesed or, or Yesod comes about. And then you have the four worlds, the you four know, worlds, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Atzilut, Briya, Yetzia, Asiya, you know, causal, subtle, non-dual and gross. And mm-hmm. so you have like 400 of those kind of uh, architectures. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. So, but yeah, the, the, the thing is, they're just models that you can, you can sort of, they're models that, that give you a way of sort of viewing let's say yeah. phenomenon uh-huh and and how it arises and, and passes away and and the and the and the the, the you know and the, and the the fact the fact that there's these dynamic triads yeah so 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 there's a you know there's a there's and the triads move from the very subtle and, and move into into in, into the world you know the the, the malkuth and, and uh and they get go from go from being being you know uh, uh, no thing to to having some sort of you know uh, um, then to to a more abstract form and and then and then into into actual actuality. It's it's a yeah. fascinating kind of kind of um, exploration. But um, but I guess I guess what's interesting again is this. You know I I've thought a lot about the the attributes, but I haven't thought about the in between the attributes. Yeah, <laughs> which. Uh, and I've been thinking about that since this guy mentioned that that was Gurdjieff's sort of, sort of, sort of methodology is to work not on, uh, let's say the chakras or the you know whatever system you want to work, but work and the relationship between yeah the different the different energy fields or attractors or whatever yeah or attractors yeah yeah I also find interesting like you know you in order to to be at the Sophim, you have to be, it has to be found in different areas, you know, so it has to be because then it's valid. If you find some basic information unit in psychology and you find it also in spirituality, religion and philosophy and maybe system theory, complexity, if you find it in all of these kind of things, then you can, you can assume that there's a basic information that says something about the way we constructing the world and the world is constructed right and so you know it's not just and it's, it's i like it because it's also like a justification of spirituality because like in in the end spirituality is just one type of approach to sophemes like philosophy or like psychology it's like they're all trying to find and orient themselves on the same thing but they have different methodologies right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder if they're all trying to orient themselves on the same thing. I wonder if they have a different goal. Like philosophy has somewhat of a different goal than than religion. I'm not sure. I I think it thinks that it has the same goal, but I'm not sure if it really does. Yeah, but does it? I mean, jnana jnana yoga is a a, a legitimate path of yoga. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh no, no, no doubt. But uh, but but does it work on its own without the other ones? I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if philosophy could work without without uh, its own deconstruction 
um, or if if let's say just deconstruction can work without philosophy or or I, I think all of these are depend or you know or without art or I think all these all these realms need, need each other so so that's kind of Gurdjieff's fourth way right it's not the it's not one or the other of the yeah. three. it's not Johnny yoga as opposed to bhakti yoga some it's true some we have an emphasis some people are more bhakti yoga oriented they, they they're more devoted types and other people are more you know intellectual you know yeah more more into just sort of analysis and, and deconstruction and then other people are are are, are, are into work yeah. yoga but but i think all of the the yogas are uh in, in a way it, it's 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 an illusion to say they operate separately because 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 if you are into karma yoga which is work for example you need to have some wisdom in your work so you would need a bit of johnny yoga and and if you um hello <laughs> you know yeah uh, so if you were you know and and if you were very into uh if you're a devotional type you just get get completely stupid unless you study a bit of philosophy and and and, and uh you become uh, a noodle unless you do a little bit of work so all these are like the fourth way makes the most sense to me because it yeah. includes all of them yeah no i see it exactly you can't if you get stuck in one of these areas you know you can't you, you got you don't get a full picture you need you know to be at that intersection between all these different areas in a kind yeah. of sense mm. and you become dogmatic about your own particular area you know yeah uh, yeah you, know, you think this is the way right mm. exactly yeah because yeah and, and but I th again i think like if you know because if philosophy tries to you know uh find out what you know what is what is the way to wisdom and what what are the basic tenets of existence and i mean like psychology also looks for in a kind of way you know in, a, in an applied way to these kinds of phenomena and and spirituality too and this is like a kind of nice um justification that that lifts spirituality you know from its its murky new age characteristics of the 60s you know there's a there's a serious approach that reverberates through the centuries basically you know yeah yeah i did you know very serious yeah um yeah this is one of the things i was speaking with with uh, jamie wheel about uh last night is you know he was kind of criticizing the the subcultures and and, and the the fact and and you know these the California gurus that that arise in these cultures, and yeah. and people people trying to sort of do it, this sort of do it yourself spirituality where you take a bunch of techniques from all kinds of different traditions you mishmash them into and you choose like one that you like and one that you don't like and you kind of it's like a it's like a and then you and then and then yeah he was making a funny analysis of somebody who becomes a kind of a guru of some kind and then. And then is 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 then and then you know makes a lot of money doing whatever his guru thing is and then yeah and then and then that breaks down and he he starts to confess all of his sins and then that becomes a new form of religion of confessing yeah, your sins yeah, 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 and yeah. you know so there's this whole sort of it's all a big trip right that the people uh think so so it's like okay like so so and then i say well you know and then everybody and people have taken this phrase of Thich Nhat han saying um you know the next uh the next uh buddha is the sangha meaning meaning there's no spiritual authority whatsoever and we can just do it our own way and yeah, because yeah, we yeah. don't need leaders anymore and 
And so, but actually you have to have the Buddha, the Dharma song, you have to have, you have to have, you have to have some authority. You have to have a path. You have to have, you know, cause, cause these things have been worked on for, for thousands of years. And you have to, I think in some ways, I, I, I'm a traditionalist and that you have to cut, you have to work through a tradition. You can't just make up your own tradition. So, so, um, yeah, there's a German sociologist that that wrote extensively about this, like a couple of years ago. He calls this phenomenon phenomenon like uh, like like to be a spiritual bohemian that like wanders through the marketplace of spiritual traditions and you know takes a little bit of this and takes a little bit of that and creates a complete mishmash out of you know, some some ideas from Hinduism, Buddhism, Christianity, and then pretends there is you know some you know there's he, a brand new uh, revelation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But uh, this is, and he defines it as a as a postmodern way of spirituality because that's what it was when you know Blavatsky and Crowley and Gurdjieff, you know, traveled all these different places and created that mishmash out of out of different cultures, you know, because like I mean, like Blavatsky was the first one that traveled to the East and brought all these influences, and the same goes for Crowley. And so what happened was that. You know, the 60s were so infused with different kind of things uh, without any legitimate, uh, you know, authority kind of sorting that shit out. And I think that's the way you know, like a post postmodern spirituality has to, you know, the task of that is post postmodern spirituality has to solve to do, to bring some order to these kind of chaos. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, I guess Zach calls that a crisis of teacherly uh, authority, which is a big yeah. thing because all the gurus became shamed and you know scandals and uh, this whole kind of kind of thing and um yeah the other the other i was also talking with luke and luke runs our, our is helping me with this gurchev group that we're starting which is becoming more of a gurchev group because this guy yeah. spent tw 20 years in the gurchev movement and he describes having been brought up as a christian you know with all the dogma right and then falling out of that because it was just dogma it was just church going you know, yeah. it was just like your spoke. You know, but it, but, but he couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't. It, there was. It was totally unembodied. And then he started doing the Gurdjieff work, and Gurdjieff work is just like bringing down things to to, to basics. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's it's very much about you know. There's there is a whole complex esoteric thing that emerges from that, but the basic practice of self remembrance and it's just it's extremely basic and embodied. And then yeah. that allowed him to sort of understand his Christianity again from a more basic embodied perspective. So he didn't have to throw out the Christianity, but but doing the Gurdjieff work for 20 years allowed him to kind of like, you know, not be just a, a church going Christian, ha have a deeper kind of relationship to that. So I think that's like, that's that's this process of when, you know, <laughs> as they say in Zen mountains and rivers are mountains and rivers, then they're not. And then they have mountains and rivers again, but but they're, but they're but they're, but they're embodied, you know. Yeah. You've gone through that whole process, so you know, you know. But if you if you're stuck in this land where mountains and rivers are not mountains and rivers, you're just stuck in an acid trip forever, right? Kind of like. Right. That's I think a lot of people get get lost in this sort of acid trip. The other thing I was saying to him is that I don't know if you've 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 noticed this, but several people who I've talked to you know, smart people, interesting people, sometimes not, but have have begun a conversation with, um, I had, you know, 
I woke up, I had this awakening experience, you know, and then they start to talk to you about that. Like, 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 it's like, what kind of awakened master realized being would ever begin a set, you know, a sentence like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, I had yeah, this yeah. awakening experience and then blah, 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 blah. And, and now I know this and this and this and this. It, it, it's it's a, it's like people are bragging about their experiences on the, right. on the path, which is which is some kind of uh, some kind of piège or some kind of trap for sure. Um, and we were talking about that last night. I don't know. Have you had that experience? Have you met somebody who's just oh, you know now announced to you that they've had this awakening experience? Most of them. They always do that. Why do they do that? Like why? It. it, it for me, that's like, okay, there's something suspicious about this person. He hasn't actually had that experience. He just, he's living in it. He might have had an, a big experience. No, because he doesn't know. A better. big experience, but he hasn't integrated at all. If he had integrated at all, then he would have had to work with somebody who was like, you know, pushing him to, to go beyond his ego. That's exactly my, my, the, the starting point of these so themes, because like, if you imagine you would have, an, an like an integral philosophy that would show you the different kind of sophemes because i was thinking while you were talking okay so what what is missing in this example is the realization of the meme of the sopheme that wisdom always means um, restriction mm -hmm, mm -hmm. can you elaborate on what you mean by that yeah, well i mean it's like um wisdom in the end means not to indulge yourself eating too much drugs. It means always, you know, wait a second before you talk. Talk less. You know, mm -hmm. act at the right moment, like, like retreat a little bit and wait for the right moment. What does wisdom mean? Wisdom mean in a, in a certain sense, and you find that in every religion and every spirituality and psychology, it's like wisdom means, you know, don't jump on that thing. Wait. Be wise, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, why would you jump into a conversation by proclaiming that you had a, you know, the very act that you proclaim that you have an awakening shows that you're not wise. Shows that you're very unwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. You haven't added intelligence to whatever uh, sublime experience you might have had, you know, and you hadn't, you haven't allowed that to become embodied in the real world. Yeah, and you don't know how to frame it because, I mean, as you say, there are different peak experiences which are perfectly valid, but not every peak experience is the same. There are like Malkut and Yetzirah kind of peak experiences, and mm -hmm. then there are the peak experiences like uh, in Gevura and and Bina, which are completely. And they're still different. just experiences as well. They're they're they're, they're right. not enlightenment. They're just experiences, right. you know. And any any proper you know zen teacher you know would, would sort of if you have experiences they put your head in a, in a, in a bucket of cold water right just right. don't get attached to the experiences because uh, yeah. they're just experiences and don't take them so 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 you know uh, so seriously because people are look the th that's the other problem is people are looking for experiences that that's not very wise either i don't believe to be in search of experiences yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I, I think it, it, to be in search of wisdom, yes, but not to be in search of experience. So I have a I have a good example because, like, um, to earn some money, sometimes I'm do some doing some translation work, and so what I'm doing now is like doing this translation of a tarot, coincidentally, and mm. it's a tarot about water, and the woman that is like the water tarot or whatever, and so um, the book is mostly about one experience 
which is the baptism. But she doesn't know that. Because what does the baptism in Christianity mean? It, it means you're getting submerged into water. And then you're having a, you know, a kind of all being connected kind of experience. The idea of the baptism is that you through water get touched by the spirit of God whatsoever. And there's a cleaning, cleansing moment also in this. So you got rid of your sins, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. but she, that's, you know, in my understanding, if you use Kabbalah, that's a kind of Yetzira, uh, Malkut, what's the next one? Uh, Malkut, Yezot. That's uh, like a moon, like a water moon. Yezot's in the center, uh, isn't it? And then, and then there's there's Had, oh no, Had and Yezot, and yeah. Are above yes, that. Yezot and Yezot are above that. So, so yeah. first is the body, Malkut, and then are the realms of emotion and water. That's Yezot. And so what she describes is a basic, uh, from the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn kind of point of view, that's a classical Chesed kind of experience of what baptism really means, like really means. But she, and because she doesn't know that, she inflates it as the whole map. And suddenly it's like, mm, yeah. oh, no, we have, so it's like, it's the same thing. She, she, she doesn't know where to put that kind of experience and think that's the whole thing. Yeah, this that's this comes back. Hmm? Yeah, that's great. Um, well, you know, we were talking about the, the patriarchy and the matriarchy and, 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 and people are saying like, oh, it's like, you know, we're in a matriarchal time and, you know, fuck the patriarchy and kill the patriarchy. And, you know, look at men. They're all bad. They rape and kill. They're, they're terrible. And. You know, we and women are compassionate and good and kind and you know all this sort yeah. of thing. But 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 what's never said is that is that is that is that the the, the there's a complementary complementarity between the two. So there is a fact that the, even though you know men you know have been violent, men are also protectors. You know, and even though women are 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 kind and and you know often kinder than men and, and more compassionate, they they they're also you know they're also castrate they can also you know so and they also need men so we need each right. other and so if you if you get stuck on one one sort of if you get stuck on this this idea that there's there has to, we're moving into the, the this sort of feminine world and that, that's what we should do uh, you, you know you're you're just going to create more division duality um you know more broken you know, you're going to increase the, the, the let's say, the, the pathology of both men and women when you split yeah. the two and stick with just the one. Yeah. So that's like that's like saying, oh, yeah, let's go with let's go with Chokma instead of Bina. But that's ridiculous because they, they 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 emerge. They emerge as a you know, they're all part of the 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 uh, the unity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. yeah. And so it's like I, I would think like like a like a meta map of sophemes that would be immensely helpful because then you would see okay this experience belongs to this this experience belongs to this you know what we're talking about now all these kind of things belong together that's also one sopheme and then you mm -hmm. could orient yourselves in the landscape of attractor basins where you can jump from one to another and then you then you can understand what makes an experience valid you know mm -hmm. it's like because it's, they're not because these sophemes are not diluted in a kind of way they're like they're like the core information yeah wisdom means restriction all things belong together 
there's we need a directionality all these kinds of things that tell us something about the basic setup and so coming back to our original thought so i think you know the question is not if if an ai um is a replica of uh, our mind of our thinking it, it's a question if the ai uh, has the same sprandles like we do it's like hallucinating and you know like operating in the same kind of architecture that that we are doing right well how could it not be since it's modeled on 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 our minds right you know so so uh, yeah that's interesting because yeah on the one hand it's modeled on us and uh on the other hand it's not it's clearly not us yeah so, but it, so, but it, so we it have to understand that it is, that it's an, that it's an extension, of, you know, of our nervous system, and as Marshall McLuhan talks about technology being, yeah. But it's it is, so it is part of us. But at the same time, we have to be extraordinarily clear that the AI bots are are not not human, even if they start to really appear to be human, that they're only a, a simulacrum. Yeah. If we don't know the if we don't know the difference, and and this is what I thought Zach had a good point here. He said designing AIs to 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 imitate and look like humans yeah. is that's the problem. You know, we should just they should be working in their own. They should be working as machines, and we should be very clear that these are machines and these are humans, and they're not the same thing. Yeah, but my question that I'm posing is, what if you know there are unintended consequences and i mean don't mean this in a negative way i mean this in the positive way where we see suddenly from outside that the same sprendles appear in ai uh, like like uh, in our lives like this kind of hallucinating you know these mm -hmm. kinds of things where okay so we never thought about uh, these kinds of aspect of nature you know oh, that's cool yeah. So maybe it's like if you make a perfect, so if you create an AI, suddenly we know about who we are. It's like this thing. It's again. It's like have you seen uh, Unbreakable with with uh, Bruce Willis and and, uh, and no. Samuel L. Jackson? So the final, the final thing is when you haven't seen that. No. Oh, it's an amazing movie. So, but there's Mr. Glass, and then there's like the superhero that doesn't know he's a superhero, and he only knows he's a superhero because Mr. Glass. Um, who breaks at every instant because he has like glassy bones. Um, he doesn't know also who he is, but he's looking for the superhero in order to understand who he is. And that's the last thing he says in the movie. Now that we know who you are, because he helps him to become a superhero, you know, to realize his powers. Mm -hmm. Now that we know who you are, I know who I am. And there you have the thing again, you know, that mm -hmm. you have... The one thing only because you have the other thing too, and so maybe yeah, the and the gap between us. them, yeah, and maybe and the spandle the between them, yeah, that's very very interesting. Uh, yeah, that's 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 very very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking about this idea that there's a gap between us and the AI machine, and even AI researchers were talking about the black box within the ai and that's like yeah. they don't understand how it works like they created something that they don't quite understand but yeah. but everything is like that we, we don't understand anything <laughs> you know yeah. fully there's always a, a gap between our in our understanding there there's never a full understanding you know sure. so i was thinking if you if you were going to make this model of 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 uh 
this, this, this model that you're talking about, you'd have to come from a place of complete enlightenment or understanding, you know, if that yeah. is such a, such a thing exists in order to create an accurate model. Um, but then even that would be subject to, uh, you know, change or a dynamic process. Yeah. So, so I guess I think what you're saying is that, you know, is what religions are trying to do all the time, right? They're always trying to create these, these uh, icon icons to try to describe things which can't be fully described. They're almost like what you're saying. These spindles are almost like icons or something. So these sophemes, they're like they're like portals. Uh, sophemes or 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 are like portals. They're not. They're not. They're they're kind of like, you know, like an icon in 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 orthodox senses. You pray for Jesus, but you also have the icons on your computers, which are portals into a different kind of program or realm, right? Right. I mean, so, because like, so you, I think religions yeah. create icons and religions are creating sophemes all the time. But the problem is that the, the, there's a, there's a continuity and there's also a change going on. If you look at the, you know, there's in every religion you find the injunction, the, the imperative, don't attach yourself, don't be attached through attachment comes suffering. Not in every religion. Yeah, but most of them. Well, I would say that I say that Tantra in, in, inverses that and says through attachment comes liberation. All right, good. But you find it at, at least in several major ones, this injunction. Sutra. Seven. Yeah, but it's a sophim still. That's what I'm saying. It appears mm -hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And it is yes. a portal. You know? Yes. Do you know? I mean, uh, do you know? There's a uh, like a passus in Ezekiel in the Bible when it says you should devote uh, yourself to the idol or the idols should be devoted to you of God. But the translation is unclear. It is not clear if it meant to be an idol or if it's meant to be a dildo and I'm not making this shit up. So the, in, the, because the translation is not clear or a phallus, it, a dildo? It means that it sometimes used the image, the dildo, the idol, as a masturbatory thing that you stuff Jesus into your into your vagina. So that's the implication because the translation is not clear. It's somewhere in Ezekiel. It's super interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well me I've been it. thinking about... I've been thinking about it because I, you know, I talked to, to, to Mark Gaffney and, and he talks about integrating the sparks of paganism in the Temple of Solomon and this need to find there's... gold and silver jewelry into gilded dildos. Gilded I idols or d gilded dildos. Exactly, maybe, because, but maybe exactly. they're gilded phalluses or something. Just you Yeah, know. but the, the, the implication is, and there are even movies about this, Benedetta, you know, the one, the recent one from, um, the guy who made Basic Instinct. So it's about a nun who has like this very romantic relationships to to God, and then she tries and she puts the takes the the, the cross, the little one that stands on her bedstand, and yeah. makes a dildo out of that and and copulates with it. So that is not a weird idea. It's it's you know it's implicated in the Bible itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. to gross everybody out at the end of this episode. Yeah, no, no, I just was making the point is is that uh, is that there's this 
illusory divide between paganism and and and, and monotheism. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's sort of the cause of so much grief in culture is is that they try to separate themselves out. So the monotheists try to make this perfect world of of ethics and and morality and reason and and, and faith and and all that and, and and then and then split off from the pagans, which is this world of just sensation and you know you know orgies and and, and uh, you know the and, and all kinds of you know sensual business and murder and but i think i think i think the monotheism and the pay i think i think part of the what they call tikam olam is the reconstruction or whatever of, of the holy sparks is is bringing together the pagan experience with the monotheistic experience and that would create right. a whole system whereas the systems are very fragmented right now because they they're separate fr from each other Whereas in the East, in, in Vajrayana, for example, where, where I, which I practice, the, the pagan and, and, and the and the and the and the, um, the non-pagan are integrated, right? Um, so they don't have a big, they don't make a big deal about 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 sexuality or yeah, or, or experience or they don't. It's 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 not a two worlds mythology, um, right? Well, so we could go on and on, could we? Ha, 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 ha.